Listen to this Acast show ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. There's a molehill of proven ground. There ain't nowhere to go if you hang around, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller. Luke Moore is with us. All that glitters ain't gold, and you've done that one before, Speller. Jim Campbell's with us. Hey-o. And Pete Donaldson. There's a voice. Keeps on calling me. First line of the song. Oh, okay. <laughs> I well, thought once you've done the, the line, line, one of the lines from the song, the song is out. Yeah, hey, I thought the song was out, Marcus. No, no, I thought there's the rules. There's one or two songs that everybody I'm... wants to sell. It's already been sold. Oh, why there did, you go. Why didn't you do? My name is Prince, and I'm funky. Why don't you do that? Definitely on that before. Not Isn't on the show. One? <laughs> In a bar. <laughs> Prince Funky. I'd yeah. love to see you wearing one of the, like a chainmail kind of mask, like he does in that video. I'd like that as is well. Is that the yeah. Batman one? No, um, no, it's it's the, it's oh, the um, my name is Prince and I am funky. Pete uh, on on the con- on the continent's Andy Brassel said he went to the uh, Prince um, exhibition of all his costumes, oh, yes, all his okay. outfits, cool. and he said because he was so short and so skinny, all of them just like, like grandmothers out grandmothers <laughs> outfits. <laughs> She's just like walking around at a display of a, a random grandmother's clothes, <laughs> particular oh, funky funky grandma, funky yeah. grandma, little Prince, little, little Prince, funky yeah. Minnesota grandma. God rest him. Yeah, God rest him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. indeed. Yeah. Good start, though, to the show. Great start, yeah. bit of Prince. Talking about gold. Um, Liverpool didn't get gold. No. They were no. not sexy That's... motherfuckers, Marcus. Who no, watched, the, not what who the, watched the Champions League final? I did. <laughs> I did, actually, yeah. yeah. I watched the second half because I was at the wrestling. Oh, my God. The wrestling. Okay. The wrestling. This I booked it ages ago. Biggest, I, club, I, biggest club game of the I season. Know, and I you were at the wrestling. But I Which wrestling? didn't miss anything. <laughs> Sergio <laughs> Ramos was at the bloody wrestling. Hang on. <laughs> was, <laughs> was this... There was some cold shoulders. Was it British wrestling? It was British wrestling. Grant Holt was not involved. Grant Holt was... It was now a wrestler now, apparently. Yeah. Insane. Marcus, that's not past you by, is it? What was that? What? Grant what? Holt. Let's Grant not Holt. talk about the Champions League final. Let's Chris. talk about Grant Holt. He's a wrestler now. He's a wrestler now. Or he's appearing at a wrestling by. show. Mm. Would he's you still a... have him on the plane? <laughs> <laughs> the cargo plane? Yeah. Okay. You really wanted him on the plane a good few years ago now. Do you remember? No, I didn't. Battering yes, ram. No, I wanted Bobby Zamora on the plane. No, you. Were, I think you were battling half for Grant Holt as well. Zamora. I bet that might be me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I like Grant Holt as much as I, I'm generally the last man to take the heat off Speller but to be fair yeah. I think that was me and I think we named a show out about it back in the day nice one man who won't be on the plane though is probably well, not probably. Loris Carius will not mm. be on the Well, he's not in the Germany squad, so... No. Well, and, he's not and, got a cap, I don't think they get him on. Yogi Love's been proven right. Yeah. Isn't he? <laughs> proven uh, right. Gary yet Neville. A, yet again. If not yeah. with personal hygiene. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was reminded of that the other day. It horrifies yes. me every time I think about oh, it. Maybe we'll see a repeat this year. What, Yogi oh, Love uh, playing with his bollocks. Yeah. 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 Here we go. Bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't need that word. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? <laughs> oh, Lad Speller's back. Lad talk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, welcome Fever is in full swing. Yeah. We so Marcus him. Speller is getting laddie. Maybe was... once every five weeks, this, <laughs> this clan turns up. I was in I was in Budapest over the weekend. I may not have been on a stag do, but oh, still right. it rubs off on you. Yeah. 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 Everywhere's a tear up when Lad Speller's in town. <laughs> yeah, well, you yeah. know, just the way I am, mate. Yeah. Deal with it. Um, all joking aside... I'm still... Carius will play football for another 15 years and he's going to be talking about those goals on, for the did... next 50. You didn't... What? You didn't watch it, mate. You so didn't hear what I was about to say. No, I watched those. Um, I'm still once. sad uh, because... Uh, no, I, I genuinely really am, like, really sad for it. Yeah. Like, gutted. Like, all joking aside, I, I really... I did want Liverpool to win. Um, of course I did. Uh and seeing that, seeing his face after blah, 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 mm. blah, blah, I was just sitting there, just empty. Goodness oh, knows what I'm, Liverpool fans... There was, knows what there was a... Um, yeah, well, yeah. It was, it was an incredible set oh. of circumstances. It was a real... A really, maybe perhaps not the Champions League final we expected, but Norm obviously had every bit of the drama nonetheless. And there was a period of time where, um, and I'm sure we'll come on and talk about the actual mistakes in a minute, but there was a, a, a moment when the final whistle um, went where Carriers collapsed to the ground. Mm, and mm. I actually came as close as I've come, uh, probably ever, to 
to thinking, I, I don't know if I can watch this. It feels, yeah, yeah, it yeah. feels voyeuristic. It feels, um, and I've, and I've been on this show saying, look, we pay the money. We want everything. We want every moment of every game. We want to see as much as we can because the drama is as much as part of it as the football is. And for the first time, when I was watching carriers on the ground, I thought, this feels a bit too much of an intrusion. This mm. man is, this is as close as you're going to get in football to a human being, a young man being reduced to rubble in front of our very eyes. 24. And it was very, very difficult to watch. I think as well these days, it's perhaps more obvious that when that happens, he knows the world is watching in that game. If it no happens, getting away from it. Sorry? There's no getting away yeah. from it. Uh, if it happens in a semi-final, of course it's, it's mega as well, but in a final, he, he knows and he's well aware, not only that they lost the game and you know people say he's let his teammates down and all that kind of stuff, he is well aware of the fact that this will stay with him for the rest of his oh, life. absolutely. Mm. I mean, like as you say, Marcus, I feel sad every time I think about him and not just sad as in, oh, that's a slightly sad thing that's happened. Like I feel... Yeah, like almost a little wave of, of depression. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it's, the, the the empathy for the man is that so is Jim, that bad. How does he come back from it? Uh, well, I, I, what I was going to go on to say was that I think Liverpool were probably looking for a new goalkeeper anyway. Mm. Um, but the quite unfair narrative shift now becomes that they're mm. looking to directly replace mm. Loris Carius because of this. Mm. So I think it's going to take him time to come back from this, isn't it? But I think back to um, when we were talking about David Beckham recently. And how he said that, uh, you know, when he was sent off in, in the World Cup, that that was actually one of the defining moments of him and, he, and he's grateful for it. Now, it won't necessarily work out in the, in the same way, but people are talking about it as if, as if Loris Carrius will have to retire well, and will we'll, we'll never <laughs> play again. It won't be that bad, like but the it's going to take given time. Their, given the two pence, and we're probably in the, in the same bracket. Like, you sort of, sort of think, people don't really have that much of a clue what goalkeepers do. You know what I mean? Like, people are going, well, he, he, yeah, he needs to retire. He needs to move to a different club, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And he's sort of going, like... He's 24. He will have a long career. Mm. This will probably be one of his defining moments in his career. Mm. And it's very hard to be the hero when, yeah. you, when you're a goalkeeper. And, um, you know, no, I don't think the Real Madrid goalkeeper is very good. You know, I don't think he's the, the, uh, up to the standard of what you would uh, demand of a Real Madrid uh, goalkeeper. When was the last time Liverpool improved a keeper? When was the last time? Like, Liverpool had a, 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 a keeper that you'd probably hang your hat on. It, probably the last time. Mm. It was a while ago. Yeah, I can remember mistakes from Rayner made. Rayner yeah. wasn't. Rayner was, I think Rayner's a good goalkeeper. I do as well. Yeah, Rayner wasn't without his criticism. Yeah. the Kaylor Navas thing is almost. It reminds me a bit of the Victor Valdez thing in that great Barcelona. Yeah. Mm. people are a bit like, oh, well, what, what does he really do? And I, so I, I see that point. Um, I don't necessarily. Valdez was more important for Barcelona than, than Navas. I'd say so. Yeah, I don't necessarily share the the, the, the opinion, but I absolutely understand what, what you mean. I, I, I think for me. So what what we saw on the TV pitches, and none of us were, were lucky enough to be there. So what we saw on the t- what I saw on the TV pitches was Carrius looking very lonely. He looked like mm. the loneliest man in the world, and a lot's been made of the fact that his teammates didn't go over to him. Now Rory Smith at the times was who was was there has said on Twitter, "Oh well, what actually happened was for three or four minutes they didn't go over there, but later on they did." And mm. I know the goalkeeping coach went straight over there, which you'd expect. Yeah, he yeah. did. And Bale did, and and um, and uh, I think maybe Asensio or, or Nacho. Anyway, anyway, focusing on the Liverpool players. To me, I understand they've got their own disappointment to deal with when that happens, and I can't understand what it would be like to work that hard and work that long for that for that to happen. But I think, at the very least, the captain has to yeah. go straight over yeah. there. Mm. He has to go. He has to go over there because. And the reason I think this is not to have a go at Liverpool as a club or as a set of fans, because I know most reasonable fans will say, you know, will be very balanced about it, and all that stuff that's been mentioned on Twitter is probably not worth going into because that's just nonsense, and we all know that. Mm. But. What, what, what you have to do is you have to understand that if your club it, nickname, sorry, motto is you'll never walk alone yeah. and you want to sing that from the rooftops at every opportunity you get, that's fine and I, and I respect it. But it's easy to say that when things are easy. It actually means something when things are hard and we'll find out over the next few months because he's got a lot of time to think about it, bless him. He's got no more football. I mean, Beckham was saying that, you know, well, Rob Green said, didn't he? Rob Green said, when I made that mistake against the US in 2010, I had a game in three days. So it was yeah. it was a nightmare, mm. but I could play again. Yeah, um, I mean, he reg- didn't, regardless if he was picked or not, yeah, but he has yeah, something yeah. to focus on. So it's a long a, summer for Carrius, so, exactly. And we ha- we'll find out a lot about um, regardless of what happens to him in his playing career at, at Liverpool. We'll find a lot about the, the club as a community, about how much they rally around him. Because you're right, Jim, to mm. bring up David Beckham and Man United. Slightly different situation, but Beckham has said Man United was his sanctuary in that situation. And you'd hope, as disappointed as Liverpool are as a club and as a fan base they'll rally around Carrius as well because let's, let's not forget he's a human being he's a young man 
and he'll need support at this time, even if he never plays for the club again, he'll still need help to rebuild because he's under contract with that club. Mm. I, 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 think, I think Klopp would probably, in an ideal world, want to continue with him in goal. I do genuinely believe that, but he's only one more you know, uh, problematic situation away from, from, from uh, him getting himself hauled over the calls with, with that particular situation. I honestly think Klopp would, would want to stick with him just to show it's a, him. There's a loyalty there, isn't there? He's shown him a little bit. And he, and he is one of those kind of like managers where if you've got to choose one manager to, um, to manage this situation, it would probably be Jurgen Klopp, to be honest, because he's an incredibly personable human being. I mean, look big, at what he's doing like 5am, five, 6am 5 that morning. Get singing, a big hug singing, out, Pete. Singing yeah. a Liverpool song. That's, well, absolutely, that's an arm around the shoulder you want, isn't Definitely. it? You want both arms around you. I think Mourinho would rally round. <laughs> can, I just, can I just quickly say, it's, if you want, if you want a measure, if you want a measure of the of, of, if, for want of a better word, the quality of the mistakes that were made. And I think Benzema deserves a bit of credit, by the way. For, oh yeah, for no, oh, definitely, it. definitely. And I don't think the second mistake I was on the radio where they were talking about. I don't think the second mistake um, would have happened without the first. No, but me. it's a measure of how severe mm. that mistake, particularly the first one, yep, was. Yep. That we're talking about that and not Gareth Bale's goal. Well, I was about that to say, is the greatest goal in Champions League history. I'd like to talk about Adam Lallana doing a forward roll and fucking up a defensive uh, clearance and 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 uh, playing in a player who eventually whacks it over the bar. But onto the bar. That's, if mistakes that had, gone in, if that had gone in, that would have been just. Well, no, it wouldn't be just as bad as because it was dreadful what Carries did. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? It's I, like no one talk, talks about that. I think you're right to mention the, the, Let's the, talk the, the Bale the goal, goal and, yeah. and and perhaps it's a little overdue because we're already a, a fair few minutes in and it was unbelievable and. Actually, in in terms of uh, carriers, it's just as well that that goal went in. In a sense, I know chaos theory aside, that actually you do have a moment that there can be an awful lot of focus on. So, in some teeny tiny little way, in a sense, if you will, there is a little bit of a flicker of the focus that can be taken off carriers mm, because yeah. you can concentrate on that goal uh, and. My giddy aunt. Yeah, I mean, to put it into some context, really, and I, I guess this counts for Ronaldo's overhead kick against um, Juventus. Against Juventus, yeah. Those players, and this is, you know, the level of Real Madrid, they are playing elite level sport on the biggest stages upside down. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that was impressive for me, apart from the obvious, and it is time to dust off that quote again, which I say all the time, I know, which is, you know, talent hits a target no one else can hit, genius hits a target no one else can see. Is there mm. only a few, a few players in the world who would who would even be able to attempt it and, and let alone pull it off. But one of the things that's most impressive to me, apart from the obvious that it was a ridiculous goal, is that I think he came come on like two minutes before. Yeah, yeah. And the amount of times you will hear commentators or co-commentators saying, this particular player, um, he needs a few minutes to pick up the pace of the game. Play away. It's a Champions League final. <laughs> yeah. you know, and he, and, he, and he, he didn't have time to kind of find his shape even. It was, like, it was very Zlatan-esque in many ways. Yeah. It was kind it, of like... He made was... the cross look good, but it did pick up a deflection on the way over. Mm, yeah. but also, he, he, right, he jumped so early. You, you see, even seeing the replay, like you think that he's gone up too early. How did he know that would happen? It is one of those rare moments mm. where you actually don't believe what you've seen. When that went to... in, I was like, I've surely... I've seen that wrong. I was enjoying Zidane's, Zidane's reaction. Oh, yeah, he Zidane's it. reaction was fantastic. <laughs> and also it shows as well that uh, that that to impress a man like that, it shows... <laughs> Who scored it, a, probably a slightly better goal than that. Slightly and better. Oh. Massively better, massively. I'm not having this. Massive, there's been, there's been so many pieces. Hang on, hang on. So many you just pieces. said massively better. Massively better in the, in the um, context that everyone in the newspapers is saying, is it better than Zidane's goal? It was better. Zidane's goal was better. It just was. Why? Like, Show you working. Uh, yeah. it was coming, coming, coming from higher. Uh, his shape was better. This one was more of a reactionary kind of flick. Uh, it was a, a bit of a speculative shot compared to Zidane. Zidane knew exactly where he was going to hit it, etc. Et uh, to be a fair to Pete, flick. can I just say, to be fair to Pete, I understand <laughs> what he's saying. There. A reactionary uh, flick no, is strong. I, no, I prefer, I prefer Bale's goal probably, but I, I can't fault his working there. No, I do, but... Um... Because there is if a difference I... between a premeditated, amazing display of technique yeah. and skill mm. where from the start to finish, you visualise mm -hmm. it, you know what you're doing, and it happens. Yeah. And I'm not taking anything away from Bale because I love the goal. He is basically chucking his leg up there and thinking, I hope that's going to go in. Yeah, but isn't that an overhead kick most of the time? I think, I think mm. both, both of those are an example of, of it being a premeditated... You do? Um, okay. Fair enough. Um, example of, of both those players being a, like a one step ahead of everybody else because as I say Bale he, he goes up so early there he knows it's the only way he can hit that ball and he's got to make that decision pretty much in the same second yeah. that he executes it and he puts a lot of spin on that ball like you know he, he's yeah. hit that hard he knows what he's doing there let's or, just enjoy both goals oh, enjoy yeah. both goals but what I, I would like say a celebration is, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know what because he was like that was brilliant I don't know what to do yeah. I'll do this <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if if um 
there was an environment created in which you could have a go at doing both goals. Yeah. Which do you think would be easier well, to do? Well, I've got a damaged right. goal at the moment. There you go. <laughs> you I've got a more, right. sal- more salad at the moment. Ramos. And I've been for a half yeah. as well. Should we talk about Ramos and Barney? Yeah. Well, we can. Uh, let I'm me so just... excited about this. I just can't wait to get stuff out. Uh, let me just say that actually, for me, the. Um, the, obviously, the second Carrius mistake that just finished it. You know that was like ugh. Yeah. The first one, I actually thought jolted Liverpool back into life. It did, yeah. Because mm. the well, I say that I'm sure. <laughs> guess what, guys? Yeah. Um, no, I'm sure everybody thought that. But uh, the the big turning point of the game, actually, for, for my money, wasn't the mistakes. It was Salah going off. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool started so bright. They started like we wanted them to start, and they were going for it. And on another day. If just a ball had dropped at the right moment and so on, they would have scored. Now, who knows what would have happened? We talked about the game management and so on and so forth. They could bring on um, Gareth Bale, one of the most expensive footballers well, exactly. in the world, and yeah. they could, and, and Liverpool could bring on Adam Lallana. Like, so well, Lallana's a good player, but he hasn't played much football, and, and, and it showed injured, a bit. But like, people have had like, fairly decent injuries on the, on the bench and stuff like that. I, it wasn't a great bench, bench for me. The bench, there were, there yeah. were, there wasn't Actually, the it's not the same as Real Madrid, as no. you say. But, but the, the thing that was interesting for me on the whole, on the whole Salah thing, and, and I know what you mean in context of the mistake that, that Carrius made. Liverpool started very brightly and Salah goes off injured. And the thing I found interesting was because, because it's Real Madrid and because they're going for their third straight Champions League title and you think they're, they're, they feel so comfortable on the top stage. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what you think of the merits of their team at the moment compared to maybe a year or two ago, they know how to win, right? We oh, know yeah. that. The thing I found most surprising when Salah went off is it was almost like Real Madrid were looking around at each other going, well, we can go for this now. Yeah. Yeah. They were so scared of Salah right. that they almost played within themselves. Exactly. That's uh, why it was so devastating for Liverpool when he went yeah. off. It was, it was more than just that they lost a player. It was almost that they, Liverpool felt probably that they lost An identity, their almost. best chance yeah. to win the game. Yeah. I think, and, and I think that, whether that's right or not, I think that's what they thought like, at that point. Yeah, it's like they lost their game. It's like, mm. like they lost their complete style of play through you know, losing one of, the, one of the outlets, one of the key cogs in that, in that you know, machine up front. And they, they didn't find their rhythm they didn't play the football that's got them to the, the Champions League final and a lot of that was because of Realm disrupted them in, in, certainly in, with, with Ramos doing that um, and it was a real shame well, well, absolutely they did but this, this is kind of what we're saying isn't yeah. it that Ramos just, just kicked that out of the game really well, do you think he deliberately no, pulled his no, arm out of his shoulder of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Jim I he pulled his arm off yeah I think he thought to himself how can I get this man's shoulder dislocated? Yeah, but and people he, seem to think he's done that. He, I mean, to be honest, no, Ramos, if you're near Ramos, he will be trying to hurt you yeah, in some exactly. way. I, I saw, let you know he's there. It's not outside the realms of the possibility that he did, but to be that calculated, I think you just, I'll just pull on everything that's near me. I think, and see if something pops out. I think, I think, <laughs> I think a lot We've of people in there. I think a lot of people in Egypt certainly thought that Ramos had deliberately tried to sabotage yeah. the it Champions League final. It was, it was, it was poorly received in Egypt. Mido being the main cheerleader. Ramos is Ramos is a sort of attack on Carrius was worse. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Ramos is a type of player. We all, we've, we've seen all those sort of players you know, at our own levels. We've played with those type of players. Some of us perhaps you even are, are those type of players. <laughs> but, but, um, I, I think, it's a, I've heard Danny Murphy make quite an interesting point, which is that you go in on a player to hurt them. You don't go in on them like that. No. You, you, He's no. tussling for the ball. He wants to win. He's probably, in fact, he. I, I would be. I'd put my house on it that he's stronger than Salah, so he knows he can come out of that and win it. He's mm. pulling Salah down. The, the, yeah. the injury is an. It's a side effect of what's happened. Of when he went it's out, sort of very rarely happens that but, injury as well. Exactly, and there's no way he could have predicted that. You're right, but when he goes in on Carrius a couple of minutes before Carrius makes the mistake, I'm not saying the incidents are related, but that was to me. If if the if the fifth official behind the goal has seen that, mm. Ramos has got to walk for that. Mm. Yeah. He absolutely shoulder barges him in the head. Yeah. That's a red card, mm. and the referee didn't see it. Whether that affected the, mis- the mistake he made a couple of minutes after, that, I don't know. But everything seems to be coming back to this this Carrius mistake. And the final point I want to make on it uh, is is that. Jurgen Klopp said something quite interesting earlier in the season. It was either Klopp who said it or Carriers who said it, which was that Klopp doesn't mind us making mistakes mm. because we want to we want to get going quick. So if I get the ball or if someone gets the ball, we want to move through the gears quickly. He was and, doing that, and, and he was doing that with the first one. Yep. And I actually think he was doing it with the second one as well because instead of punching it, mm. he goes to catch it yeah, so yeah. he can get rid of it again because it's the time's running out. Well, and he doesn't do either. Sort of, his, yeah, he doesn't. His mm. fists close to punch, then he goes to catch, and he's yeah, by the last his goal fingers the game's are sort kind of, of uh, away from them anyway. But but. But they're still in the game when they're one. It's a two-one though. Yeah. But but my point, Marcus, is just that he would normally punch that, and if you look again, the ball does move and stuff. But he almost changed his hands, thinking, and it's almost like he's thinking, if I catch this. I can distribute it quickly, yeah. and that's where the mistake comes in. I think it's so, caught in two minds. It's a striker yeah. missing an open goal, you know, and there's no point in hammering Karras because there's no point in hammering a striker who misses an open goal because he knows what he's done. Uh, and, and, absolutely right, and I think that's important. And I've heard people say that before. Matt Murray said that to us on the Ramble meets. He said yeah. to me, 
Um, I don't need you to tell me. I've done it. Yeah. I know what I've done. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll play and go every day of my life. I know what I've done. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just finally on the, um, I just want to make a quick point about um, the the carriers thing, which is that <clears throat> I don't think the second mistake happens without the first mistake. Uh, yeah. He did make a couple of saves after that first mistake. Yeah, and and sometimes you feel like a mistake really sort of um, focuses a goalkeeper's mind. Mm. Almost like they, like they they flick. It's almost like right, I can't do that again. Yeah, and they're back in again. You'll find them making good saves afterwards. Mm. Yeah, but of course, you make a couple of that magnitude and that sort of final, then you're in. Big it's, it's the stage of it, isn't it? As well, and Ramos afterwards as well. Like he's like the he's the Ivan Drago of football, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, feel, I, I feel with Ramos like it's, it's, it, the conversations that people have had in the aftermath of this final is almost oh you know is Ramos good for the game or you know is Ramos should he be doing this? It's like. Where have you been for the last 50 yeah, years? Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're a Liverpool fan, with respect, and I have sympathy, I, I like Marcus and I wanted them to win. But if you are a Liverpool fan and you're complaining or signing that petition about Sergio Ramos, mm. well, give back your 1981 European Cup trophy then. Graham because, Sooners? Because Sooners did everyone in that game. <laughs> yeah. He did everyone. And not only did I know he did everyone, I've spoken to him about it and he told me he did everyone. <laughs> so it's not, it's I not, did everyone. And, 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 and I think the reason someone like Sooness doesn't want to talk about that very often is because he doesn't want to be forgotten as a great player as well, which he absolutely mm. was. But this always happens. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be up to it. You've got to be, you've got to be prepared for it. The problem is when, when you have a game when it's like this, it's, it wasn't the final we wanted. For the first sort of 25 minutes, it's, it, it was, you know, uh, Real Madrid, even though they were under the cosh from Liverpool and Liverpool going at them, they still thought, you know, they're still very much in the game. They weren't they weren't too scared. Yes, they were very wary of Salah. And, and Marcelo kicked him a few times, by the way, in the first five minutes or something like that. But you, you, you feel cheated almost as a neutral. Certainly as a Liverpool yeah. fan, you would. But you feel cheated. And after the game, you almost want to go... Oh, oh come on can we play that again yeah. and see because you want Salah to finish the whole game yeah. you don't want the goalkeeper to make the mistakes you want to see what it would have been like if if all's fair Salah stays on the field and obviously Karius doesn't make an absolute blunder yeah. you want to see how it would play out and we'll never ever yeah. know and that is the real frustration for a lot of people if you lose 2-1 fair and square at that overhead kick they're Real Madrid the better than us. It's a goal before the final, exactly. and that's yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But it was a strange old game, wasn't it? Because we worried, um, as we often do about finals, that it would be a bit of a sort of damp squib, and it would be a little <laughs> bit cagey and not as entertaining as the games leading up to it. And um, it sort of was like that, but punctuated with about five utterly crazy incidents yeah. that <laughs> define the game. Absolutely right. I, I, th- I think the mistakes happen. There's nothing you can do about that from outside looking in, just to follow up on what Marcus and you were saying, Jim. Um, I would prefer to not to go off. I mean, that, that to me was... That, that really... Yeah. Deeply affected the, the the makeup of the game, mm-hmm. and and you know it's what's one thing's really sad as well. And we saw the same with Danny Carver. How is that? Yeah. Mm. Oh, you've mentioned these, him. Yeah. These players are going to miss the World Cup now, probably. Well, Even, Salah's confident in making it. Well, he listen, is, the, yeah. the, the reality one for, is it's one for Yuri Geller. Yeah, he'll <laughs> absolutely. Get, he'll, he'll get a few injections. He'll have a miserable doubt. He'll have a miserable couple of matches. The, the reality the of the there. situation as things stand is most Salah's confident. The Egyptian FA have said they're highly optimistic. The scan hasn't come back yet, so no one knows what's happening. Wait, let's get a deoxygenated tent or whatever yeah. it is no, it's oxy- very much oxygenated, oxygenated yeah. Yeah. we don't want him to suffocate sorry an oxygenated tent and he sleeps with a with a vacuum cleaner on whatever he does yeah. that's yeah. really isn't it Sol- yeah, no, the whole salt beer salt will turn up again yeah exactly yeah. And, and, and hopefully yeah. he'll be there sadly Sprinkle enough salt on him. you look at the group that Egypt have got Russia, Saudi Arabia Uruguay chance a big chance yeah, and yeah. even if we do have Salah at the World Cup uh-huh. he's not going to be the same Will yeah. Ramos how will he manage to affect it? He probably he'll turn out for Saudi Sal- Arabia. Salah will, Salah will make it back for the quarterfinal, and then Ramos will do him again. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think what I told you before. Yeah, it's twelve weeks, isn't it? Is the sort of general diagnosis for for an injury like that? But so much of it depends on how quickly they get it back in, apparently. And he mm. said he feels confident. So you know, there are there are definitely there's this. Jim, I'm surprised you're saying that because everything I've read said they don't know what it is yet. So you say it's a definite dislocation of the shoulder. Oh, that, that's that's just what I've read. Right. So perhaps you, you've you've well, just, got uh, more information. Uh, uh, but... The of this morning didn't have the results back, but right. I mean, yeah, I might have read something different. That's yeah, um, Zinedine Zidane joins Bob Paisley and Carlo Ancelotti in that he's won the European Cup or Champions League uh, competition mm. three times. Three times in a row, of course, for Real Madrid. I mean, he's like in three years as well. It's worth a mention, I <laughs> yeah, feel. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in amongst all the, the, the madness. Um, Does it still bother you, Marcus? There's no, no sort of uh, appreciation for the feat? Because you don't like that, do you? You like that the Champions well, League that, never I mean, been but, defended. I've, I've had a whole year to, to get uh, used to it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. a three in a row. Turns out it wasn't that hard. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, shame on everybody else. Um, but Cristiano Ronaldo has won the trophy five times. Uh, which is, of course, more than any other player. He didn't score, though, and you know that that will earn oh, him. Yeah. He's won the Champions League more than any other player, not the European Cup. Francesco Gento sorry, won six times uh, for Real Madrid. Champions League, I meant, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I was, I was the Champions League area, you're right. Yeah. From the previous uh, stat. Um, I did 
Well, I can't say enjoy because well, no bollocks. I did. I enjoyed the fan who ran on the end of uh, the end of the match to to, to, to presumably make Ronnie. sure that Ronaldo wouldn't score. Wait, Ronaldo, Ronaldo's comments were absolutely ridiculous in in the, in the follow up. I mean, it's almost like he he um. It's rather different to Gareth Bale. So much so much odd stuff's come out after this after this, which is that Ronaldo's now saying that he might not stay. Yeah, a lot of people more cynical than perhaps you and I uh, uh, are saying that. Well, he's not on parity with Neymar and Messi in terms of his wages, so he wants mm. to get a new deal. Of course, he's 33, so mm. I don't know. Oh, is he 33 or 34? Yeah, 33. Around that. Um, so, I don't know if that's true. But it did look very much like he was just trying to take some of the limelight away from Bale. Yeah. And, and Bale, I think Bale's talk about moving on is possibly actually genuine. Yeah. I think, I think oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you look at it, obviously started in the Classico and scored. He didn't start the big game in Turin against Juventus. They go for the same team again for the final. He doesn't start. He comes on, makes an impact. It's clear that Zidane doesn't quite fancy him and that Ronaldo and Benzema are the main men mm-hmm. because of Ronaldo and Zidane's opinion of Benzema and stuff. Um, but... You can't really do much more, can you, than come on no. and do that. Well, and, uh, and, what a way to finish if that's your last yeah. game for the club, for crying out yeah. loud. And also, it was interesting when he said, you know, fairly, a fair time after the final whistle to the, um, the, the was it the uh, ITV cameras, and he, they said, oh, what's the manager said to you? And he went, oh, he hasn't spoken to me yet. Yeah, the, the, the dad hasn't wow. spoken to you. But bearing in mind how impressed he was and, and how Bale came on and won them the I, game. And newspaper paper this morning was reporting that um, Zidane didn't speak to Bale for three hours after the final I mean, whistle. that's absolute I don't, I, I don't know if that can be true. Well, he, but he didn't speak to him for a fair period. Would it not be the first thing you do? You walk on the pitch and go, hey, that was a lovely one. Yeah. yeah. At least say that. Especially given the reaction on, on, on screen. You know, no, yeah, of course. His reaction to the goal. But yeah. absolute madness. But uh, but yeah, w- w- with Bale in that that post match interview, you know, the the, the the reporter was saying that uh, you know, was waxing lyrical lyrical about his goal, and Bale was obviously enjoying it, but he wasn't going over the top. And he said, "Look, I'm just glad I helped out the team," and and yeah. and went on that line. Whereas Cristiano Ronaldo, someone said, "Are you disappointed he didn't score?" Well, why would I be? The the, the, the trophy should be named after me. <laughs> it's just such a different. <laughs> probably got a good uh, shout to be fair. If you were going to name it after a player, yeah. Jimmy Traore? I wouldn't name him, I wouldn't name him after Ronaldo just to annoy him. <laughs> I'd name him after Messi. But you know, Gareth Bale doesn't really like football anyway. We all know that. Yeah. He doesn't like playing it. He, he prefers playing golf and all the rest of it. Well, he does a and good someone, impression of a man who does like it. Someone, well, how good would he be if he did like yeah. it? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> well, there we are. Ladies and gentlemen, ultimately a disappointing affair. Um, <laughs> at least, I mean, mentioned for Mane's goal. No talking points. There's just no talking. Yeah, yeah Mane's goal was a lovely little one. That's yeah. it. That's what I got. I know. Diane Lovren with an assist I mean, in the Champions League final. Sadio Mane nice. scores in the Champions League final, and it's really one of the least interesting parts of it. I know. <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know about the game. Yeah. I think that was the problem. Was it when 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 the the first Carrius mistake? You know, as I say, jolted them back into action. They got the goal, and you thought, oh, and then Bale comes on and scores that, and you just go, yeah. And, and, and Mane hit the post. Yeah, he does a lovely one. But yeah. I think the fact is, like, just go back to that when Salah went off. I think that there was a feeling of. Oh no! Yeah, we're going to have to get and, and, a bit luckier, a bit uh, something, a real moment of quality or something. And I, th- I think Mane was probably Liverpool's most impressive player. Mm. He took to the, to the game pretty mm. well. Didn't seem to affect him the occasion. Liverpool fans deserve an immense amount of credit for for making that a real, almost like a home game. Yeah. And, I, and I hope they rally around Carrius as well for obvious reasons. Um, and I just really wanted to reserve a, a final word for uh, Tony Cruz, oh. who. who you Him know, and Luka Modric. It's as if it's as if whatever the stage. Well, yeah, we'll just pass it around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 Tony, I cannot find words to express how implacable Tony Cruz is. He's like, <laughs> he, he walks onto the pitch and plays in the Champions League final like he just would be walking in here. Yeah, how yeah. you doing? All right. It's like nothing. Well, he'd probably be a bit starstruck. Maybe with you, he would be because <laughs> yeah. uh, game recognizes game markers. That's why. But it's almost like it. <laughs> What chance have you got when when you when you go up against a player like that mm. who 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 he does everything well everything never makes a mistake never does anything stupid never loses his head he can take a corner for you he'll pass the ball five yards he'll pass it fifty yards he'll pop up with a goal he's strong he's you know there's a lot of good players out there and we talk about Messi and Ronaldo and all the rest of it Cruz has got it all I mean he he is yeah. he's possibly one of the most underrated players around yeah because because Modric is is rated isn't he yeah and people are yeah. aware but especially yeah. in this country we're aware of him but yeah, yeah. Cruz sometimes you can forget. I don't know about underrated, but understandably so that other players take the plaudits and yeah. so on. But but you well, one, he's not as eye catching, is he? Yeah, exactly. But one one shouldn't forget his contribution. The, so, the reason I say it is because he put one pass on Australian. I remember thinking, hmm, mm, not like you. That's true. It's very true. We didn't even mention the Real Madrid goal that should have stood. It was offside, but they won. Yeah. So sod off. Yeah. <laughs> um, there we are. Right, we're going to go for a break. After which, we're going to talk about some playoff finals. 
As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. That's a lovely touch. Lampard! Brilliant! It was in now! That surely crossed the line! A World Cup moment to remember. A little welcome home for you there. That's affected me on the fever scale there. I've gone down. That's classic. I was thinking to myself, Oh, England at a World Yeah, Joe, that... Marcus, yeah. I'm great, a disruptor, mate. The greatest thing about this is we chatted to Pete and he said, I want to get some World Cup production in for the shows. Yeah. That's the one he's chosen. <laughs> Could have chosen anything. Yeah. Chose that. Yeah. Well, at least he didn't choose the Rob Green moment. Yeah, well, that's no, probably... We didn't actually, yeah, yeah, yeah true enough. There. There's yeah. another ad break coming up. <laughs> uh, before we do any of that nonsense, it's correspondence with Petey Babes. Hello, Petey Babes. Uh, Richard Frey has come in with an uh, email. Hi, chaps. Thanks for mentioning the Silly um, Football League. You know the silly eyes we talked oh, about yeah. last week? Yeah. Um, oh, that was a great story, yeah. It brought uh, back some good memories from the early 90s. I actually played for the Birdwatchers team in the annual match three years running. Yes! Wow. We lost heavily every year. The silly team weren't up to much, but we were genu- genuinely awful. It was just basically whichever uh, 11 birders turned up on the day. We did have one decent <laughs> player, though, our keeper, the renowned uh, wildlife artist Ian Lewington. He'd had trials at Oxford United as a youth, but Ooh. chose a career in art. He had hair down to his arse, which he bunched up into a woolly hat when playing. Every time he dived <laughs> to make a save, his hat would fly off and there would be hippie artist hair everywhere. <laughs> he'd then spend the next couple of minutes bunching it all up again, but we were so bad that he'd be called to action before he'd finished. And off came the hat again. Lovely. Are you showing us a picture of, picture uh, of Ian Lewington? Of Ian Lewington. Yeah. Fantastic, yeah. It was like that the full 90 minutes every single year. I mean, if ever a man did look like a bird watcher, that was that. Uh, yeah, so I, it, the email does go on, but I, I, I did quite like the idea of a man's hair just exploding. Every time <laughs> I'd, love a, I'd love a trip down to the silly arse with the team. Yeah, They're great. Beautiful old job. Um, hello to uh, Will Glynn. I just thought you'd like to spare a thought for one of our uh, local teams, one of my local teams, Chesterfield. Uh, not only have they uh, had arguably the worst season ever, finishing bottom of the Football League and facing non-league football for the first time in 97 years, but they've also had a cock-up with their away kits for the next season. A few weeks ago, Chesterfield announced their uh, new away kit for the upcoming season, a nice black number that actually looked rather swish. However, according to the National League rules, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, basically you can't, can't have kits that are a similar colour to the colour that uh, match officials wear, which is black. So basically they've had to chuck the, uh, the shirts away and they've had to wear their third kit. 
And um, the yeah, most intense, the most intense man I've ever met, Martin Allen, is their new manager as well. And did you see what he was doing on Twitter over the weekend? What was he doing on oh, Twitter? Oh, was it last week? He was announcing um, signings and different members of staff um, by like, like almost like he would. He... Yes, yeah, so I've got I've got me. Do you want them? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so basically, Mad Dog Martin Allen is the new manager. charge. Yeah. Uh, he's off to a cracky start of his career as Crest Chesterfield manager. He decided that in addition to coaching duties, he's going to take full responsibility of all the press releases. Yeah, that's you, right. You can oh, find them. You can find them all. You can find them all on the Chesterfield website. Uh, I've included some of my favourites so far here. Good afternoon. This morning we have signed Curtis Weston. He is a champion. Take care, Martin. Yeah, my favourite <laughs> one. My favourite one is the one because they signed. Um, They've signed that centre back, uh, Michael Nelson. Nelson yeah, yeah uh, ex Barnet, obviously. I've probably worked with him at Barnet. Tonight we have signed a centre back called Michael Nelson on a one year contract. Michael is very old. <laughs> <laughs> with great experience and good knowledge. Martin Allen. He is as fit as a, fit as a butcher's dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. But he ends up, take care, Martin. But apparently, <laughs> all, most, of the, uh, most of the articles on the um, CFC website have been posted by Martin. <laughs> he's loving it. Really What's the password? I, want, I need a password. Even yeah. one about a club open evening. So he's just, you know, he's a manager to cross everything, you know. Getting on his CMS. No director of football for him needed. Wow. So, yeah. I've got a, um, a, an interesting tweet, Pete, if I can just hijack part of the correspondence. Okay. From Matt Harrison, who says, I don't know if this is true, but I'm putting it out there. You guys mm. might want to get involved. He says, uh, Matt Harrison says, points fact I learned today. No other footballer with a surname starting with a U has scored more Champions League goals than John Utaka, who has two. David nice. Gunsworth hasn't got any. Exactly. Is there anyone I can think of? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since, Rory Underwood. Since come up with another Marcus Speller uh, lookalike. I'm kind of having it a little uh, bit. Let's have a look. Who is it? Who is oh, that? yeah, it looks like him. Who's that? It's yeah. uh, Manuel Baum, who's the... Um, hang on, I don't know who he, uh, which team he manages. Augsburg. But he oh, looks right. a bit like Marcus. So there you go. Maybe the we'll put Augsburg, that to... Uh, yeah, we'll put it on the Twitter or something. We'll put yeah. that to, to, to Andy Brassel as well, see what he thinks about it. He's an expert in German football and lookalikes for Marcus Speller. Good news. But himself being a lookalike, an absolute doppelganger for uh, Sean Derry. Sean Derry. Mm. <laughs> there we are. Thank you very much, Peter. No worries. You want to get just a short, as always, shortthefootballramble.com. Oh. And we will be relying on your correspondence throughout the World Cup where we might have a few games where there's nothing happening. Yeah. <laughs> so get involved, help us out. Very good one. The first game is Russia versus Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And not much football um, will have been played after. That, there's only one game on the first Thursday, day. So, yeah, so yeah. do get your correspondence in, please. Otherwise it'll be another peak game. We all know how that works. Out. Damn right, damn Rude. right. We can't have forty minutes of Pete doing World Cup moments on the on the jingles. I think that's exactly what people want. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. Save us coming in. God, well, he does look like Andy Brassel, doesn't he? Jesus. Yeah, Sean Derry. Yeah, he does. Wow. Yeah. Um, now then, the mighty Whites Fulham are back in the Premier League. They've done it. They they. Uh... Roy Hodgson described uh, Alexander Mitrovic as the uh, as a little bit like Alan Shearer. So did he really on board? Yes, on board. You're just ahead my... of your time, Donny. Mate. PD, no, you got to be happy with that. <laughs> you must have been delighted. Is he that why you're wearing your sunglasses indoors well. today? He can do it in five languages. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Donnie's wearing his sunglasses. I indoors. forgot my glasses. Say I'm wearing Jap- prescription sunglasses. Say in Japanese that uh, Mitro is like Alan Shearer. <laughs> uh, I don't know what kara, kara is. It Kara the same as? I can't remember. Yeah, all right. All right. Work on that. We'll come next week. Right, cool. Next week. With okay, that'll be disappointing. But what a game! What a man! What a what a what a, what a a 19 minutes of treatment for Jack Green. <laughs> it really, really was, wasn't it? I watched it with my Villa supporting friend, Paddy, and so I sort of had my Villa hat on. And, um, I, yeah, I was just so profoundly aware of, qu- of the treatment. He was constantly getting through the game, and it, it got to him as well, didn't he? He was lucky to stay on the field himself. Was. It was like I, watching the game in the 70s. Yeah, it was. It, especially with Grealish's legs. He's a very 70s-looking man in he general, is. isn't he? Yeah, it, it was strange, actually, because Fulham, you know, they obviously play... The beautiful game, the uh, the Barcelona of, of West London, mm. and uh, thank you for not opposing that. And well, I don't pay tax. <laughs> well, who knows? Yeah, okay. I'm uh, sure I do. I'm let's, sure I do. Uh, less said about that, the better. But uh, but yeah, obviously they play with a bit of swagger and, and, and great style, and you don't often think teams who play like that singling out a player like Grealish and, and giving yeah. a bit of treatment. But but my goodness, I mean, uh, Ryan Fredericks could have gone off in the yeah, first he was half. Very lucky for, for yeah. that stamp. Uh, and, Mitrovic himself as well there was a point he was just running around pushing him over <laughs> yeah but that's that's Mitrovic though um, referee gives yeah, him the, five the rules still apply to him <laughs> <laughs> you've had your five Mitro yeah. I, I, felt, I felt like um, it was it, Villa fans won't thank me for saying this but I felt like it was a really it was almost like a coming of age performance for Fulham because, yeah, yeah, well, because they play nice football and I think if they if they improve and get a few players in um, I'm really excited and Yukanovic is already kicking off about that but if they get a few players <laughs> in um I think they might be well suited to the Premier mm. League, but the times you've seen them fall short this season, 
they've been bullied out of it. They were bullied out of it in the first leg against Derby, and they turned it around. And oh, they were I, unlu- I, a bit unlucky against Derby. But Derby, a very physical team, and I think Fulham found it quite difficult. They certainly found it quite mm. difficult to deal with in the first half. Which is why this. Mitrovic is so important for them. Quite. Mm. My point just purely is, it felt like to me as an outsider looking in, just watching it as a neutral, it felt to me like Jukanovic said to them before the game, this lot are experienced and they're hard and they're yeah. tough and they're going to hurt you here. Yeah. And you can't let them do it. Yes. And Fulham... Fine, they trod, they trod the line. Fredericks was lucky to stay on. Adoy obviously got sent off. Uh, Kamara had one or two. Um, and McDonald put it about a bit. Mm. But they all had to do it. They did. And they did do it. And it meant that they, um, that they came out victorious. It was a great goal as well. Um, but it's, it's, tell you what, it's worrying times for Villa with that team they've got. Mm. Because they, they're full of lone players. They're full of older players. High wage bill as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I, I think you're right when you say a coming of age... Uh, performance for Fulham hopefully I mean of course in my biased opinion I was delighted that they went through I would prefer I, I, I watched it as a neutral but I probably would have preferred Fulham to go through because I enjoy watching the way they play sure and I think with Fulham you're right they have been a little bit bullied at times although in the championship if you can play like they do and keep the ball so effectively and add you know Mitrovic has been absolutely crucial now that he's found a home where he's appreciated of course um, Peter but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he'll stay as well Benitez doesn't yeah. want him um, but, but, but they, 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 they combined all those things they've had a rip-roaring 2018 should have gone up automatically should have beat Birmingham of course but you know Birmingham they were on that amazing run didn't they as well they did and but they got there and they overturned a first leg deficit to go on and win the playoffs you know obviously the first leg against Derby and I think that was the first time since 1995 somebody's done that you know I was worried and I said you know my prediction was Villa would beat Fulham in the final because I just thought they'd be a little bit more canny a little bit more streetwise and all that kind of stuff you were saying uh, Luke and I think you're right Jukanovic knows the game he knows how to get out of the championship he's done it once before and I think he drilled them and said right this is it this is our moment Fulham have not had a good time of it at Wembley in their history whatever that means I don't know but Mm. it can play a part in the psyche of players but Tom Kearney has been a great player and club man for Fulham you know his his Twitter feed is a delight and 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 he is he he's he probably could have had a move elsewhere he probably could have gone to a lower half Premier League side would have probably been farmed out on the wing or whatever he would have done he stayed at Fulham he is he is one of their main men if not their main man to get the goal at Fulham I was so delighted for him and I and I just really hope that the the, the, the club you know they've got a billionaire owner who, I mean, you could say it was almost like a home game for Fulham because he's all but bought the stadium by the sound yeah. of things. Whatever we think of that, let's not get into that particular uh, uh, discussion. Um, but if, if Fulham, I, I am really, as I say, for obvious reasons, but, but you know, trying to remove myself, really excited to see Fulham in the Premier League. Because I think, and I agree with you, Luke, if they can add a few players and get a bit, you know, be a little bit more canny and so on, I honestly think that they could go into the Premier League next season mm. and stay up. And actually, you saw some of the dross at the bottom of the Premier League this season. And I think that if they play the way they do, they get their, 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 um, their, their kind of style straight and their story straight and all that kind of stuff. I honestly think there'll be a handful for teams. Yeah. They also um, will probably hang on to Ryan Sessegnon now, you would think. You would think him going up with You'd Fulham and staying. So. You know, oh, well, he, he, he should stay there. There's not yeah. a chance he's going now. No, he, um, no. he, he, a very mature performance from him. Well, Notable great, that he assisted Tom Kearney. Lovely goal. assist, yeah. I, I think he played well. I think I, think, um, I had a, a bit of a doubt about him having watched him in the flesh. Uh, but he played very well. I mean, you have to hold your hands up and say, look, there's a, there's a challenge there that he's been asked to accept. He's accepted it and he's excelled and, and, he's, and he's shown that he can, on a big stage, on a hot day, and the pressure's on, mm. um, he would have expended a lot of nervous energy going into that game because he's a young man and, and you hear players talk about it all the time. You know, it's not the fact that Wembley's a big pitch or whatever. It feels like a big pitch because you spend three or four hours leading up to the game so nervous yeah. that you spend loads of energy. So for him to overcome, that was great. He had an effect on the game. It's a great assist for a great goal. And I agree with what you're saying about Tom Kenny. He's essentially a Premier League football player, so he, he needs to be up there in the Premier League playing. Um, Jokanovic is a bit, seems a bit of a sort of no-nonsense character, and, mm. and which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it can become it, a bad thing if, you just, if you're so yeah. brittle that you don't mm-hmm. sort of bend to anyone else's will. Because we saw that happen with Watford. I mean, mm-hmm. he obviously moved on because he didn't feel like he was getting the backing or whatever. Fulham need to. He's already saying now. They've only got promoted yesterday. And he's already saying now. Well, he was saying it in post-match interviews. Yeah, exactly. And I remember thinking, "Well, just let it." Yeah. But then I suppose, from his point of view, he's he's kind of like, "I've got you here. Now you bloody well listen to me even more so." And so it'll be interesting to see if they come um, go for a permanent deal for Oliver Norwood, who's yeah. on loan from Brighton, who looked brilliant for Reading. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a really talented player. Um, and um, whether they can add a bit of quality. He's been on the bench more in Norwood, but... Yeah, but but at Reading, he was so good. He was one of the best players in the Championship, and and that's why he got his move, and it hasn't worked out for him so far, but he's obviously got the quality, so he's not playing... I understand he's not starting games, didn't start the semi-final either, but he's got quality, and and it'll be interesting to see what type of player Fulham go after now, is what I mean. 
Very much so. But Villa, uh, I mean, just quickly, Villa, yeah. I mean, they've got, they've got a real problem now because they've got players on loan who are all going to go back. Um, John Terry's obviously not, probably not going to stay. Yet, and that's possibly not got another year in him. Like, are they going to keep all the Grealish? Graben's going to go back to Bournemouth, mm. so there's a lot to do there. But I mean, Bruce has got a big job on his hands. I feel a bit sorry for Steve Bruce as well, actually. He's had a difficult year. He's had a difficult year, and, they've, and he's done a pretty good job, actually, trying to get Villa going again and, you know, a whisker away. John um, Terry won't be playing against Chelsea, though. Probably. <laughs> if he stays Which he wouldn't do anywhere, apparently. Yeah, so, in a way, he's happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, what about the aforementioned Derby? Apparently, they're in talks with Frank Lampard about the uh, vacant managerial position. Super Frank wants to become a manager. I love his hunger for this as well. Yes. Because he, you know, Frank Doesn't Lampard would have made that. a hell of a lot of money out, yeah. of his, out of his career. And you can, he's a very, very good pundit. He mm. speaks very well. It's very difficult to not respect Frank Lampard. And Agreed. I like that he's, he's just being so. Um, forward about this and so on the front foot about trying to get into management and just and, and just get cracking with it so uh, good luck to him if he gets the job damn right Jim yeah, I agree. think you've uh, summed that up quite nice yeah we had to say that because we had his moment off from the World Cup on the jingle <laughs> <laughs> completely mugged him off sorry Frank yeah, yeah super Frank Rotherham United Rotherham yeah. United won't... what a contrast to the previous yeah. season yeah well, they won't be playing Pompey next season no they won't which yeah, no. Pompey will be happy about but Shrewsbury they... will so it's something yeah. to you know, people not also be happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Richard Wood, what an afternoon yeah. he had at Wembley. Rotherham he did defender. Rotherham, didn't he? He did, he did. Both goals to take the Millers into the championship. Rotherham manager Paul Warren said, I call Richard Wood my human wrecking ball as every time he goes into the box he heads anything and can always do some damage. Just call me Richard Boss. It's embarrassing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think, according to the manager, he's the only uh, Rotherham United player over 30. So, All right, uh, quite a sort of a youngish side. Um, Spare a thought for Omar Beckles. Had a bit of a nightmare, didn't he? Mm. Gave away the penalty. Couldn't deal with Richard Wood, uh, who obviously won the penalty and scored two goals. I know Rotherham missed the penalty. They did. But Beckles had a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, and a spare thought for old Shrewsbury. Friend of the Ramble, Murray James yeah. as well. Well, I, I feel for John Nolan, who's, for me, I saw Shrewsbury at Fratton Park uh, this season and I've seen him a few times now. He's a great player. Really tidy player on the ball. Uh, I feel like he could play do pretty well in the championship so I feel sorry for him that he's going to have to play in League One again mm-hmm. um, but on the other hand he gets a big day out down at Fratton Park next season that's so very true one for the scrapbook isn't it? <laughs> what, a, what a lovely <laughs> is that well, like five times I've tried to go up by this method is it, oh no is it really yeah. I, 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 they've not got a very oh, good yeah, record yeah. at Wembley because they were a bit the thing about that's Shrewsbury, right it is yeah for, the fifth times. time they failed in, in this League One in this League One playoff, playoff final um, their players were dropping like flies. Oh, yeah. It was almost inhumane. I mean, Shrewsbury had played sixty-two games this season. Yeah, um, they were in the extra time. It's in the searing heat, and mm. it's almost got to the point where, look, the game is played at such a high intensity now. You couldn't get any football going for the last ten minutes because mm. people were just dropping like flies. And it was later in the and and uh, was it? I oh, was it a, quite an early kickoff. It was a three o'clock kickoff. Three o'clock. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But by the time five thirty rolls around, they're playing extra time. They're, they're knackered. Yeah. yeah, I think it was something like ninety five degrees at pitch side. Yeah, because of the, because of the the sun trap that is the the, the stadium mm. and everything. Put so the roof on. Should have done. Put the or air con artificial on. clouds. Yeah, it's almost the as Qataris as, are going to do it. Almost as hot as it is in here. I know. <laughs> so out, hot, ruddy, yeah. loud. <laughs> uh, great set piece routine from Shrewsbury. Yeah. yeah, what a goal that was. It was an interesting one. <laughs> it was a lovely work one. It was lovely. It was beautifully worked. Doesn't mean anything, does it? Doesn't yeah. mean anything, does it? Yeah. No, well, it no pictures on the score sheet. No. As you said. Well, you tell that to the grandkids, I am 50 years' time. <laughs> oh, we had this great set piece routine at a game we got beaten in. I think you probably would. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> scored at Wembley. <laughs> yeah, true. Thank what, you, what was Wembley? Oh, it's yeah. a shopping centre now. Yeah. <laughs> then it was great. Just an escalator. An escalator fun park. The Philomona bought it and it all went wrong. Yeah. It's just flats. It's just luxury flats. It's a giant super prison now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That sounds good. Yeah. But well, you'll be in it. <laughs> Damn right you will. Marcus will be in the yeah. in FS8s or whatever. Yeah, Marcus will be in an Adidas, yeah, in the yeah, Adidas cell. Yeah. Come, and, <laughs> come and leer at the prisoners. Yeah. Oh, be at the front of the chow line with Adidas. Oh, <laughs> priority, priority chow line. <laughs> you uh, disgraceful. <laughs> I'll be making prison booze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good one, Pete. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well done, mate. I'm ready to go I mean, to an ad really break. It really is hot in here. Oh, it really is hot in here. Hit the button. Yeah. Hit the oh, button. All right, go on then, ad break. That's okay. Dead. Come on. Right. Actually, not that one. That's rude. <laughs> it's a rude That's one. rude. What? I've never felt this bad ever. Oh, there we go. Nice. Pulled it back. The man, the man who could have been the manager of England by now. That's not true. He just played his cards right, yeah. Tim Sherwood. Which he didn't, because one of the cards he played was that I'm a really bad manager card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, right, it's time to check our World Cup fivometer. Yeah, fivometer. <laughs> before we do that, we should check out how our better better got on. That's very yeah. true. Uh, um, our best bet uh, this week with bet three six five was, of course, uh, five goals or more in the Champions League final. And James Leakey, you came very close, oh. but I'm afraid. 
we hardly knew you. Yeah, uh, you're out of here, pal. Uh, yeah. So uh, it was only 3-1, of course. So only four goals. So close, but no cigar. It's a lo- <laughs> long summer for him. Yeah, <laughs> it will be, yeah. Cocker leaky, Maybe, maybe like. you should go, go to a couple's therapy with uh, Loris Carrier. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Well, now it is time to check the World, World Cup fever-meter. And, oh, and as you oh, can tell... Oh, it's order, mate. Get, get you, it in the right order, As mate. you can you tell... You always have a go at me. Marcus, wrestle this back because Peter's being obnoxious. <laughs> no, I have a go at you. Yeah. That's not helping, is it? No. In the right time. No, challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> You've let him roll you there. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, as you can tell, that me jumping ahead on the running order there, my uh, fivometer has uh, is, is reached fiver pitch. And I'm feeling good, especially when I saw or heard Harry Kane say this. So let's have the quote, and then let's go around the table out of five and see what our uh, fever levels are. I right. believe we can win it. Right, mine's gone right down. And, that. that's, <laughs> yeah. and that's what we're trying to do. Anything else is not good enough. I know, oh! you've, just, I know you've just been given the captaincy, but yeah. you don't have to say that. I'm going for a 4.1 out yeah. of 5. I'd say. <laughs> I'm still up at a 4.5, but down from a 4.7, thanks to Harry Kane and that jingle from earlier. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. I, think, sorry. I, think I'm a, I think I'm at 4, actually, because I'm still sad for, for Liverpool and Carrius. Yeah. Pete? Uh, no, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I bought a Japan shirt at the weekend. You did? So Surely nice that's shirt. pumped you up a bit. Even though I can't say like, I can only say therefore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that works. Mitrovic, therefore, Shira. Shira, therefore, Mitrovic. Say yeah, it right, then. Right. That's what I said. Kara, I said it earlier on. I thought you said carriers. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your, so what's the Japan shirt done for your fever level? Uh, I played football in it and I was dreadful in it, but it was a hot mm. day, so, you know. Oh, just give us a fucking score out of five. We're <laughs> going to move on. All right. Uh, out of five? Yes. He's at four points. Oh, how much? 4.5. That's really high. Yes, yeah. it's a that's really high. Sorry, are you not listening to this? <laughs> I thought it was out of 10. Oh, no. This is why we have a go at you. Matt, I'm yeah. not even 2.5 oh. yet. I'll, I'll get right. there. Get out. Why I'll get... <laughs> Gladly, it's hot in here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody, for bringing Pete <laughs> Um, so we're, we're running at about an average of about three and a half because yeah. of Pete. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dragging the edge down. Yeah. It's unlike I'm you. like Rotherham. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. Bloody ridiculous. Uh, right then. It's time to talk about our England moments, of course. Welcome to our England moments feature brought to you by LG OLED TV. See it, hear it, feel it. Live the game with LG, proud sponsors of the FA and England men's teams. Head of the World Cup, of course we're reliving an iconic England moment. Every Monday is chosen by you, the listener, uh, with every chosen moment being entered into a competition to win a brand new LG TV. Mm. Ooh la la. Ooh. The that's not going to put you up on the fever scale. Nothing will. <laughs> right. uh, well, the winner of uh, the TV will be announced in the final show of this series feature on Monday, 4th of June. It's not that far away. No. no. Not Next, that far away. It's literally a week away. Exactly. Mm. Not that far. Last week, Alex Monroe chose England beating Germany 5-1. Petty. This week, Chris Tankersley has chosen Paul Gascoigne's goal against Scotland at Euro 96. Enjoyable. He said yeah. this, I was 11 and I'd been let into the pub to watch it with my brother and his mates. When that goal went in, the pub exploded. One of the blokes even managed to punch a hole in the ceiling with his exuberance. I mean, an 11-year-old boy should not be in a pub where that's going on. No. I like that. It's turned out all right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, he's listening to the football ramble, so you yeah. can judge. Yeah, it's a great moment. It's a great choice. I was very <laughs> pleased when we when we when we decided upon this one. I have to admit, mm. I think I think. Um, so should we describe the moment first? So England are playing Scotland in the group stage of Euro '96. Mm-hmm. Um, Darren Anderson plays. What's the score at this point? One nil. Scores one nil because David Seaman has just saved a penalty That's right. from Gary McAllister. From Gary McAllister after Yuri Geller moved, moved the, the ball, ball from the a helicopter above the pitch. So he claims. <laughs> I mean, everyone, everyone knows that. Yeah. I love I mean, the fact. Don't know why I brought that. It up. was the '90s. There will be people. Um, pro- most likely not from this country are listening to this thinking I'm sorry what, what, what did you just say yeah. <laughs> it was- look it up um, <laughs> that's why Carrie anyway, got mugged off Darren Anderson yeah Darren Anderson plays the ball uh, nice pass actually into Paul Gascoigne's path he, he, he the ball bounces up he, he knocks it over the oncoming Colin Hendry mm. with his left foot comes down to his right on the volley and he smashes it past Andy Gorham into the corner to make mm. it 2-0 to England and there's an amazing iconic celebration as well which I'm sure we'll hear about in a minute but this was probably the happiest I've ever been watching England play football. I think I, think I might agree. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know it was like a disgusting 22 years ago, but like watching the rest, the rest of that match, um, watching Paul Gascoigne like just hurl himself around that pitch, he was up for this game. And you yeah. forget that he was... Um, had his hair done. He, was, had he, was, his hair he had his hair done for the occasion. He'd, uh, <laughs> he was actually a very... Um, Hard-working football. He was. But like, you sort of see him as this kind of like luxury player who you know, could do no, no. some amazing step-offs and stuff, and, and he was silly, and he was like great to have around. But um, he was such a hard-working footballer as well. And in this match, I, re- I watched it a, a couple of times for the, for the Ramble book, and he just 
he bosses player because he really works hard. He gets the mm-hmm. ball back. He goes in with two feet frequently, which you yeah. were allowed to do back in the day. Yeah. Well, you say <laughs> that. I mean, you should do it anyway. But yeah. you know, on the Gascon thing, you know, we talked about, because um, he's such a, a talismanic player for England, mm. and we all know that. But you know, we talked about the World Cup semi final in 1990 when he was playing tennis mm-hmm. on the day of the game yeah. or the day before or whatever. We actually, remember, it, it sort of escalated on this show from me mistaking it for table tennis in the sun to tennis in the sun. Yeah. Mm. Well, we spoke to, um, was it Paul Parker, mm-hmm. who, who was the, who was the full back for England in that tournament and he said it was actually tennis in the sun across five sets yep. he was playing against two players yeah. <laughs> two American oh tourists and he, and he beat them so, so, his, so his energy levels must have been through the roof and he, he must have he, he must have this situation where he just he had, that's part of the reason he plays like he plays that's the point I'm coming mm. to because he's just all over the place all yeah. the time mm. and the reason I say this is probably the happiest I've been is because I was 15 uh, loved football obviously and at World Cup 90 of course we had the David Platt um, goal against Belgium and uh, the Cameroon quarterfinal, we were just happy to get out of the game, really. And then, of course, the semi-final went the way it went. So, and I was a lot younger then. So, really, this is the mo- this is one of the first times I've watched England and gone, "Wow, this is the best thing that could ever be possible." This yeah. is this is great. This is my first time with England involvement. Was it effectively? Yeah, mm. I remember feeling a bit like Gaza. Actually, I was thirteen years old at the time. Uh, and I wanted Saturday, to look at it. <laughs> yeah, but I had so much energy. I just couldn't sit still watching the game. I was so excited. I could barely could almost barely watch it. And, uh, and the press have built up this old enemy type thing against the yeah. University of Scotland, right? But also, having gone from that penalty, if, if the game had suddenly been one all, you know, that, that, that's, you're looking at a very different picture. Um, of course. But, uh, but then to, to, to just make it 2 0 so quickly with such an iconic goal. And also, what shouldn't be forgotten is that I think that, that was, from, it was from a free kick from David Seaman, yeah, he, uh, he which Teddy Sheringham just kills. And then lays off to uh, to Darren Anderton. Like Sheringham played such a massive role in that goal that goes overlooked because what mm. Gaza did was so so yeah. eye catching. And it was just it was such a perfect moment, wasn't it? It was, my, that was um, one of like the, it was. that was one of the highlights of my life. Back. I think I think Frank, innocent time. I think Frank Skinner, of course, Badil and Skinner, who were um, well quite iconic themselves, or certainly the show they did. Yeah, they were the Ramble before the Ramble. Yeah, yeah, I suppose you could say <laughs> that. Yeah. Like big licks. And, and they'll be very pleased with that yeah, I yeah. Think, uh, legacy of theirs, um, or ashamed. But uh, Frank Skinner said, I think it was his favourite England moment, and he said. That it was just, it was perfect. It was Wembley. It was England versus yeah. Scotland when the teams were, um, there wasn't, they, they, Decent. They, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were a little bit more level pegging. I know the last game ended 2 2, but, you know, England are quite considerably better than Scotland at the moment, and England aren't that great. It shows you mm. Scotland aren't so good. Uh, but, the, but, you know, it was much more of an even match up then, even though England had, uh, were the favourites. And he said the sun was out. It was at the old Wembley. Gaza, uh, of all people, scores the goal that puts the game to bed. And what a goal it was. It was an absolute beauty for an England player to do that. He just said it was, it was perfect, you know. And, and the celebration as well, you know, England players before uh, the tournament, I think, um, they were away in the Far East and they'd, they'd gone out boozing and they'd been in the dentist's chair, which was the celebration where you, you lie back and get booze poured that, down and, your throat. And that was a big scandal at the time, by yeah, the way. It was huge. a big scandal. They they took a lot of flack from the press. A rare so good political celebration. That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, and of course, Gaza, that was the celebration, lying back and then pouring the, the, you know, the water great. down his gob. It was premeditated. It was brilliant. Oh, completely. Yeah. Marcus, and, and, it was, and it was great that Gaza was the one yeah, who exactly. did it of all the people. Marcus, were you, you, know? gro- were you living in Scotland at the time? Yes, I was going to mention so, this. How, how, did, how was it taken... I'm genuinely really interested to know what, how it was received and what, what your experience of the game was because um, you were living essentially behind enemy lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean, the stakes for the, for you, for this, being a school, an English schoolboy yeah, in yeah, Scotland yeah. at the time. Wow. Yeah, well, when you talked about your excitement for the game, excitement wouldn't be the word I would use. You were dreading it, weren't <laughs> you? Absolutely bricking it, yeah. And I remember, actually, that uh, on, on, on Friday afternoon, the last block on Friday at school, I had PE and first block on a Monday. And uh, there was a there was a there was a class that were a couple of years older that that had the same setup, and there was a group of lads who were a bit older. And they, were they going to were they going to kick your head in? They weren't going to verbally. They were. Yeah. Uh, and I remember Which in Scotland the, is just as bad. Yeah. Right. And, and on the Friday <laughs> afternoon, as as I left school, I, I walked past this pack of wolves. And they started saying, oh, you know, we're going to hammer you. But it was nasty. And I remember thinking, oh, man, you know. And then on Monday morning, when I walked in, I just, morning, gentlemen. That's <laughs> oh, what oh, me. Oh, I, just, I just said, good morning. I'm a ching you anyway. You say gentlemen. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I said like gentlemen. Richard Keyes <laughs> strolling into school. <laughs> I expect you were wondering why I've asked you here. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Smarten up, chaps. Tuck yeah. that shirt in. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I, I remember the, there was a headline <laughs> in one of the Scottish tabloids just before the game that said, how will gub the English? Which Did I it? quite enjoyed. <laughs> um, listen, thanks for that very much. Um, what's your name? Chris Tankersley, thank you very much for that. Yeah. Great moment. I'm very happy to relive that. And what better way to experience more England moments this summer if you aren't travelling to Russia, of course, than with an LG OLED TV and soundbar. To win a new LG TV, just email into competition at thefootballramble.com and let us know your favourite England moment for that chance to win. And we'll be selecting our final one uh, next Monday on the 4th of June, of course, and then announcing the winner. Um, don't forget, the um, the competition winner will be selected from the shortlist we've been broadcasting. Mm. There we are, ladies so and gentlemen. One to go. So yes. make it interesting. Yeah. One, one to go. That's our latest England moment brought to you by LG OLED TV. See it, hear it, feel it, live the game with LG. Proud sponsors of the FA and the England men's teams. Lovely. Has that, has that notched your, your, your World Cup fever? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm approaching 2.5, so yeah. I'm good, yeah. He's a Geordie, you must be loving it. He's what not a Geordie. Yeah, but he's from the same, he loves Newcastle. Oh, Gascoigne is a famous whoa, 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 Geordie. Are you a Geordie? Are you a Geordie? I'm glad they didn't fucking grow up. Villa having a pop at Newcastle when they went down, pricks. Yeah, yeah well, that was are. funny, I was there at that time, that was yeah. very funny. Uh-huh. Well, there we are. Right then, All ladies right, and gentlemen, we're off. Yeah, don't forget, there's no preview show this Thursday. We are back Monday the 4th of June. And then we're back again um, on the 13th, I think, for our first of our World Cup mm. shows. So look mm-hmm. out for that. But no preview for this Thursday. Don't hate the players, hate the game. That's right. Uh, we'll see you next Monday. Because it is literally the game's fault. It is. Yeah, the game of football. Uh, say goodbye, Luke. Uh, don't hate the player, hate the game, man. I can't believe I actually said that. Say goodbye, Jim. Winners don't use drugs. <laughs> say goodbye, Peter. I don't know. <laughs> I'll be making prison booze.